Hey, everybody. Welcome to the final week of our Lent podcast. My name is Lindsay. I'm the community director at New City Matthews. The purpose of this podcast has been to dive into and explore the season of Lent in order to prepare our hearts for Easter. So each week of this podcast, we've discussed one topic about Lent, and today we have one final topic. So I'm here today with my friend, Stuart Fenters. Stuart, I'm glad you're here today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Stuart, can you give us a short introduction? Tell us a little bit about who you are. Well, my name is Stuart Fenters. I've been married to Ashley since 2010. We have two kids. Elliot is 10, and Elijah's three, and I've been a worship pastor here at New City for about 10 years. Love that. We're huge fans of Ashley. Me too. Yes. She's awesome. All right. So today we are going to dive into a really light topic Mm. of suffering. So we're going to conclude kind of our, our discussion on Lent by talking about suffering. So Stuart, wanted to kind of start with big picture, kind of let's define, let's kind of set the pace for where we're going. So when you hear the word suffering, what comes to mind? What do we mean by suffering? Well, um, I think as any um, part of the human experience that goes against God's design for our good, Mm, and that can be um, all kinds of things, Um, little things, big things, life-altering things, Um, and I think sometimes if if we frame suffering as only this huge event that takes decades to overcome, then we miss, I think, what God may be wanting to teach us um, throughout our, our human experience, because it's just a part of, of life on earth. Um, there's a, have you heard, do you like hot things? Oh, like spicy give things? Give me the contest. Oh, no, I have like a low tolerance. Yeah, me too. Heat. Well, um, I didn't know this, but there's a, there's a scale for spicy things. Tell me more. Go on. <laughs> and it's called the Skullville scale. Skullville? Yes. Wait, um, I never learned this in school. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> they should they should teach about Skullville. All right. Um, but basically it's a way of of like categorizing how hot something is. So at the very bottom okay. you have things like um jalapeno peppers or poblano peppers, because they're not according to this scale that spicy. Okay. And then at the very top you have things like the Carolina Reaper that oh, I've are heard like of that. I mean, you eat a little drop of it and you're going to like Die. feel like you're dying. Yeah. Yes. yes. But what's interesting is when you think about that, heat is heat and pain is pain. So if mm, you good. if you eat a jalapeno pepper, it's still hot. It's not as hot as that top Carolina Reaper mm-hmm. one that like really throws you, um, but it's still hot. So when I think about suffering... Just because you aren't experiencing a you know a, a decade long battle with mm. cancer, mm-hmm. um, doesn't mean that suffering is not real. Because um, pain is is pain. Um, obviously, there's different degrees to it. Um, but if we are experiencing pain and something that's going against um, how God designed um, the world, then it, I think it is it is suffering. Yeah. Why is that important for us to have that scale? Which I've never heard that. I think that's really cool. Um, I think for some, for perspective, um, yeah. and also for honesty of saying, "Hey, this this hurts." Because um, mm-hmm. I think if you if you belittle pain, um, you 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 cheapen what God may be wanting to to teach you. Um, and also, 
you know, you can, um, it, I think it helps put, puts things into perspective as to, to where you are in relation to, you know, um, other people's experience as well. Yeah, that's great. I think like it can be easy to compare, you know, your pain and your suffering to someone else's. Mm-hmm. So I think that that scale kind of gives, um, well, to what you're saying perspective. Yeah. Um, also, just a short comment. If you're saying jalapenos are at the lowest point of that scale, yeah. that to me is like extremely hot. Yeah, because that's that's kind of my limit. Like that it, is my limit yeah. too. <laughs> so there's there's a lot of really really <laughs> tough people out there. Yes, you um, know who you are. We respect yes. you. Yes, <laughs> they're they're nodding right now, thinking yeah. <laughs> yes. <they're> like, yes. <laughs> okay, Stuart, why are we talking about suffering during Lent? Well, you know, in Lent we're we're doing the the spiritual work of preparing our hearts for Easter and and so part of that is is slowing down a bit spiritually and I think when we do that to process um, the Lord reveals things in our in our lives in our stories because uh, we spend most of our days um, pretty in pretty noisy environments um, you know information's coming at us all the time all day long um, and so I think when you start to live in that for too long you, you can can become numb mm. to what's really going on in your own soul um, and so when you quiet yourself and even just give the spirit a little bit of margin to do that mm. I think sometimes spiritual reality kicks in and you say wow like there's there's some pain that maybe I haven't thought about or I haven't dealt with That's good. Um, or even it just helps to just kind of say man like this this current season I'm in is really difficult. Um, and you know, God, what are you, what are you doing here? And what are you, what are you trying to teach me? Um, but if we just fly past it, Mm. um, we can kind of miss it. Yeah, that's really good. I, that, I love that you're talking about reflection and then a posture of kind of going to God, um, after you reflect, that's really good. Kind of of curiosity and Hey, I, I, I want to listen. I want to listen to what this pain is. That's really good. Yeah. Okay. So you wrote the devotion this week, um, Stuart, and you use the, um, is it an analogy? Yes. The analogy, sure. metaphor. Sure. Yeah. Of, I, li- I live in metaphors. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yes. Of gardening and being in the garden. Ashley is really, really great at that. Um, so you have this line I wanted to read and then I would love if you kind of could unpack it or talk more about it. So you said, it is hard work to grow things. And if I've learned anything from the garden, it is that sometimes things just don't work out the way you planned. So can you unpack that? That's a really incredible sentence. I wrote that. Cool. You wrote that. Way to All go. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, gardening's tricky. Um, there's so many ways you can botch it. Yes. What I've, what I've, what I've experienced. I do not have a green thumb. So. Well, I can... I'm like I like I think I mentioned in the in the post. Like I'm just the help. Like mm. Ashley's the the real the real worker, um, but I think one of the things that that I've that I've learned is is sometimes things don't work out because of decisions or things that we've done that that you know were mistakes mm-hmm. in the in the garden, and then sometimes it's it's circumstance, just things that that happen. Um, you know, if you if you plant something in the wrong time of the year, um, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how how you much you will it it's just not going to work yes um if you prune something in the wrong time of the year you're going to kill it or you're going to really damage it or you're going to not going to have blooms that year um 
but then there's also circumstances that, mm. you know, just happen. Um, frost, weather, things that you can't control that just sort of happen and you kind of have to deal with it and figure out, you know, how do I, how do we proceed and make this thing work? Um, mm. Which is, which is, I think, painful. Um, both are painful, but then you, you do have to kind of figure out, you know, is this, is this a result of like my decisions? Like, am yeah. I, am I in this this state of suffering because of things that I did, Hmm. um, or decisions that I made or things that I didn't do. Um, or is it just a kind of a product of what it means to be human and other things happening, happening to me? Um, so kind of seeing those two angles, um, I think is sometimes helpful because I think it's, it's true in our, in our own story as well. We have pain that we've kind of self-inflicted because of decisions or, or paths that we've chosen to follow. Um, and it's also, you know, pain that we've experienced because it just happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. What do we do when we get there? Or like if we're kind of processing this, like, hey, things haven't worked out the way I've planned. And what if we realize like, oh, it's self-inflicted? Like, what do we do then? I mean, not that there's like an answer. What do we do, Stuart? <laughs> um, I have no idea. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, the posture is always mm. repentance, you That's know, good. throughout scripture. Um, the prophets are always calling, we're always calling the people of God to repent, you know. Um, the day of the Lord is near. So um, I think that's the that's really what God wants from us in any situation. Chris says it all the time, you know, the one word prayer, help, um, yes. that God wants from us, not a, hey, you, well, you got yourself in this situation, so... Mm figure it out. Um, so I think in, in, in all of those, um, whether the, whether it's, you know, self-inflicted or just something that happens, God, God wants to be near to us, um, and wants us to, to ask him to help. That's really great. That reminds me, there have been, um, seasons of my life where I like, didn't, this is kind of going back to, to what you said previously, where I didn't have words to say in prayer, but I knew that I needed help and I needed to be near the Lord. So I would just like picture myself or I would just be still before the Lord. And I just was like, God, I'm here. Mm-hmm. And um, kind of reminding me of what you were saying about creating margin to to slow and to listen. And when I created that, um, I experienced a lot of healing. Mm-hmm. But just the, it was a posture of help, you know, and a posture of like, I cannot do this on my own. Yeah. And I don't know what steps to take next. And um, that's when I learned, I mean we could talk a long time about prayer, you know, and just yeah. that's when I learned, like, I don't have to have necessarily the words, but it's just being near the Lord yeah, and um, experiencing healing that way. Why, why do you think that's easier to do when we are suffering? That's a good question. I don't know. Why is that easier to do when we're suffering? I think, like, I mean, I don't know. For me, I, like, get to the end of myself. I don't know. I wish I did that sooner. Hmm. Yeah, you know, but yeah. I get to the end of myself and I'm like, I cannot, I cannot do this um, anymore. And, you know, coming back and remembering the character of God and who God says he is, mm. that he's trustworthy and he's good. And um, I think for me, I don't always do well in the mystery hmm. of God and the mystery of suffering, you yeah. know, and um, I think that's something I'm continuing to learn in my faith is... Um, God is mysterious, but he's not confusing. He's not mm. a confusing God, but he's um, good. Yep, God of mystery. And so I think um, 
I don't know where this answers your question, but just kind of living kind of in that mystery um, has been really pivotal for me. And I think that's kind of where I want to always live. I'm like talking to myself right now. I'm like, let's see. (laughs) Like, so that I don't get to a place of desperation being like, all right, God, where are you? He's continuing like walking Mm. with me the whole way. Yeah. Does that make sense? That's yeah. How would you answer that? That way. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Uh, Yeah. That's really good. I like your answer. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Okay, you mentioned, you kind of talked a little bit about scripture, but I would love to kind of dive in a little bit to what scripture says about suffering. And um, are there any verses about that in the Bible? Yeah. <laughs> the Bible talk about suffering. It, it talks about it a lot, you know, it's, which is really, I think, really encouraging. Because um, when you think about the Bible as one complete story, but also within that story, you know, a lot mm. of human stories. Yes. Um, there's there's a lot of suffering. You know, there's there's entire books that kind of um, that's kind of the main theme. You know, you've got Job, Lamentations, and the Psalms are just full of you know rejoicing and and you know happy times, but also a lot of very um, challenging and and painful times. Um, and in in the life of David, in the Psalms, we actually see you know that kind of Yes. Um, two pronged suffering. Um, you know, he w- we see in you know like Psalm thirty two and Psalm fifty one. He's in a state of sorrow because of sin that mm-hmm. he you know did decisions. You know, multiple things um, to kind of get into a pretty rough place. And then you have other psalms where he's crying out to God because he's on the run from Saul and he's you know fleeing and you know someone is kind of inflicting something on him. Um, and so I just think there's, there's such a beautiful um, picture of, of what it means to, um, to be human and to suffer throughout the scriptures. And, but the, the, the great thing is if that was it, that would be pretty um, sad, you know, mm. if we just had a book of a lot of people suffering. Suffering, yeah. Um, but there's always a tinge of hope, and that's why, that's um, you know, the Psalms are so beautiful because you look at, you know, Psalms of Lament, mm. and they almost always end with, but I rejoice in the Lord, or, but, you, you know, yet I sing, or I, I will sing for joy. Um, and then, of course, in, in Scripture, we know that, that suffering and hope, um, you know, are, are, are tied to one another so that when... Um, you know, in Revelation, when it says there will be no more sorrow, no more tears, um, it's just kind of this answer to the world's longing for suffering to cease. Mm. Um, and Scripture both speaks to, hey, you are suffering, um, but one day it will be over. And um, Jesus has promised to be with us. You know, he says, hey, mm. you're, you're going you're gonna to experience troubles. Yeah. Um, you're going to experience trials, but but I will be with you um, is probably one of the best promises that mm. we have Amen. in Scripture because it acknowledges our pain but also acknowledges hope yeah. um, right there in basically two sentences mm-hmm. that Jesus says to us. Yeah, that's really good. Um, you mentioned Job, and I want to talk about him for a minute. I actually love the book of Job. Job. That may seem unusual, but oh, I, awesome. I love it. Um, there's a lot of complexity to this story of Job, but basically Job experiences a lot of suffering and a lot of loss, loses his family, his livestock, his way of living, and then um, his health is affected. He becomes really, really 
um, sick with what boils all over his body. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, he's in a lot of pain and, um, there's a verse or there's a part where Job, he cries out and he says, or he asks why it seems like the wicked prosper. Mm. And I've been there where I'm like, wow, the wicked is prospering. And I think when I, um, if I look out on the suffering of the world, um, I'm like, wow, I can understand that tension, um, or that, that question, kind of that lament. But I love like if you keep going in Job, um, Job 39, you know, God kind of enters the scene yeah. and um, God asks Job a series of questions like, hey, hey man, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me like, where were you when I did this, this, when I created the world? Um, if you have understanding, like, let me know. Mm-hmm. And Job, I love Job's response, Job 42. He's like, I have uttered what I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Things too wonderful yes. for me, which I did not know. But I just like... And I think this goes back to my, um, when I was chatting about the mystery of God, Mm -hmm. it's like, we don't understand. And there is a bigger picture that we just have a little tiny view and, um, that gives me hope. And, um, it comes back to, do I trust God and who is God, who he says he is Yeah. because I cannot see what he's doing and why he's doing it. So does that make sense? I think that's what brings me comfort. I think from the story of Job, Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I wasn't there when the world was created and do I trust God? And not to tie a bow, because I think pain is pain, and we should still grieve and um, lament, but I'm like, all right, God, you see me, and you hear me, and you mm-hmm. know me. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, okay, you touched on this, Stuart, but would love to kind of dive in a little bit of why like, a biblical understanding of suffering is so important to our lives as believers. Well, first off, you know, if we, if we look to the world to answer any of our questions or um, practical issues surrounding suffering, Mm -hmm. it's going to lead to more suffering Um, because there's just no, there's no answer there. There's either a, well, it's all, it's all nothing. So just grin and bear it or this Mm. weird secularized manifestation of, well, you can conquer anything. So just like get over it and, you know, you can, you have the power to, um, you know, overcome it. Uh, and so I think scripture appropriately places us, um, in the, uh, dependent category of Mm, needing God to, um, intervene. Um, and then also the spirit of the spirit of God to provide comfort and peace, um, in a mysterious way. Yes, that's good. Um, and I think that's, um, that's just so foreign to the world. Um, you know, it's, it's just like, uh, just a paradox. Yeah, that's good. That if we are experiencing suffering, there's sometimes there's some things you can, you know, quote do. Um, but a lot of times it's just allowing, getting yourself out of the way and allowing God to, to work. Mm. Um, and so I think the world can look in on that and, and say, well, you, you know, you, you're not doing anything. That's why you're suffering. Mm. Um, and and you might be doing the absolute best thing you could do is just, you know, being still, like you said, and yeah. saying, God, I know you're with me, um, and uh, I trust you. That's really good. Yeah. Which is, which is very, very different from what the world will will tell us about how to yes. interact with that kind of pain. Yeah, that's good. Um, I think of um, the death of Lazarus in John 11, um, who was one of Jesus's 
best friends. And um, the story is um, lengthy, but there is like a detail that um, Jesus, or Lazarus is sick and Jesus knows about that and Jesus takes his time hmm. and Lazarus dies. And um, Lazarus's sisters are Martha and Mary. And when Jesus kind of gets to the scene or gets to where Lazarus is, Martha says to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I'm like, oh, the audacity for her to say that. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, Come that on, honest Jesus. prayer. Yeah. And then um, Jesus says to her, I'm the resurrection and the life. Hmm. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. And so I think that's our worldview, you know, is is that kind of hope, um, which is very different than what the world says. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is our resurrection in our yeah. life. And I think you've said this, but um, we will suffer. Yeah. <laughs> the world is cruel and, and mm-hmm. life is hard and it's um, there's pain. The world is not the way that it's, it should be. And um, But Christ has suffered um, mm-hmm. so that we may have hope. Yeah. And that's what we can, you know, rest in and fix our eyes on. Yeah. Amen. And it, it gives us hope. You know, Isaiah calls Jesus the the suffering servant. Mm, you know, yes. he's not he's not the type Good. of God that came to earth and you know said, "Well, you guys are going to suffer. I'm going to live a pretty nice life here." Um, his his life was was very painful. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of pain, Stuart, can you tell us about yours? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but really, can you share a time when <laughs> maybe you had to endure or when suffering was impactful for you or where did you learn this in your life? Yeah, there's, there've been quite a few seasons of suffering. Um, mm. I think like everybody, the, the one that kind of came to mind is, uh, kind of the fall and winter of 2013. Um, we had moved here that summer and, you know, people always give the kind of advice, like don't, don't do multiple new things at once. Yes. Um, <laughs> And Elliot was one when we moved, so that, you know, we're kind of new new parents. I started a new job um, coming here to, to Charlotte and moved to a new town. And then also I was starting a, a doctoral program. Oh, wow. So, like, looking lot. back, it's like you did all the things wrong in yes, terms of, sure, sure. Um, you know, <laughs> making those kinds of decisions. Mm. But, you know. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that <clears throat> that happened in that season is there was there was a degree of being homesick. Um, we had some some physical ailments that that were really weird and troubling. Um, I had this weird like knee uh, infection, which oh, was like weird. it was very weird. Um, like it would like they would have to drain it and then it would and can become inflamed again. And so for someone like involved in um, music and stuff during Christmas, it's not a season to like not be able to walk, mm. but I couldn't walk and it was just really frustrating and really painful too. Um, I think at some point in that season, we there was a stomach bug that we had. So it was just like one thing after another. And finally, I can remember... I was, um, I couldn't walk because my knee was hurting so bad. I just had the stomach bug. And I kind of had this like moment where <clears throat> I, I said to God, you know, like, do you, do you even care? Because mm. all this stuff is happening. I can't, you know, at that time, I couldn't see the end of it. You know, it's like, how is all this stuff going to work out? Because, you know, I've got to do Christmas. I got to do all this stuff. 
And very plainly, um, uh, the Spirit spoke to me Hmm. and said, um, be faithful, I'm with you. Just those short words. And it was one of those moments where I was like, okay, I got, I got, I got stuff going on, but I, I heard the truth and um, felt it. Um, and you know, it, it's funny, you know, you when you, I think you go through seasons of of suffering, and it takes kind of being on the other side to be able to look back and see, you know, God's kindness, um, God's mercy uh, through it. And, and it's like, you know, going back to that Scoville thing, if you're, if you're like right in the middle of, of taking that Carolina Reaper pepper, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. you, that's, that pain is all you're going to think about because yeah. you just can't see past the fact that, okay, eventually this, this is going to subside mm-hmm. and I'll be able to think straight again. Um, you're just, you're just kind of stuck. Yeah. Um, so you have to get kind of on the other side of it to kind of see, and there's a, there's a song, um, by, originally written by Brenda Burns, who, I don't know who she is, I'm just... Yeah, I don't know who that is either. I, but the versions, there's a, a version written, uh, that recorded by Pop Staples, it was really good, and then Alison Krauss and Robert okay. Plant did a version of it that's really good. Um, it's a really, like, hopeful song, mm. but it's in the midst of some rough stuff. So it says, um, I've been shot up and shipped down. I've been turned around and turned away with nobody to call my own in this mean old world alone. Many, many nights I cried. Somebody was on my side. Down in my soul I knew some way I'd get through. Looking back, now I see somebody was watching over me. And, you know, it's just like this this reminder. I love that song. Yeah, you need good. to go listen to it. You should have sung it. it. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> It's Monday. I don't. I don't yeah, say yeah on it's too early. <laughs> um, it's such a beautiful mm. reminder that you know, in the midst of it, it is hard to see, but God's kindness and His mercy is is very, very present. Um, That's really great. Which is a good thing. It. Yes, I know the kindness of God. Um, I'd be curious what when you said the Spirit said, "Do you be faithful?" What did faithfulness look like for you? Um, just keep walking on the path. Mm. Um, you know, it, it, we have been brought to this place, um, Mm. of, you know, just confusion and, you know, what, what's going on here, but just keep, keep Keep putting one foot in front of the other. And, um, and it, you know, it became a beautiful place. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. Okay. So as we wrap up one final question, uh, what would you say to someone who maybe is in the midst of suffering, kind of in the midst of a season of endurance? What would you say? Um, I would ask this question of your experience. Um, who knows about this? That's so good. Um, and, you know, looking at um, the truth that, that God obviously very much knows your situation um, he's aware of the details. He's aware of, you know, all of the things that you are feeling and experiencing. But on the community side of things, you know, who who knows about the struggles that I'm going through? 
And obviously you have to be careful with that. Um, you know, you, you can't share everything with everybody. Um, but if you, if you are looking around and you're thinking there's no one I can tell about this season that I'm in or that nobody knows, then you probably need to evaluate who, who needs to come into that circle. Um, cause we're not designed to celebrate alone and we're not designed to mm. suffer so alone. Um, and I think isolation is, um, is basically just more fuel for more suffering. Mm. It's just like a cycle. Mm. You know, the, the more you feel alone in your suffering, the more you're going to suffer because it's just not, we're just not meant to do that alone. Um, and so, you know, kind of looking at how do I, how do I bring people into the story with me um, and have them, you know, bear some of the burden mm. um, because there's, there's a lot more, um, you know, joy to be passed around when it comes to community and, um, and all that kind of thing. So Amen. just, just answering that question, you know, who, who, who knows about this and who needs to know mm. about this? Um, and just, you know, one, one kind of caveat thought to that, um, is when someone does come to you with that, is seeing that as, as sacred and and holy and resisting, you know, the temptation to to fix, you know, whatever it is um, or to, you know, like in Job's situation, you know, offering oh all these gosh. reasons, well, yes. you're in this situation because X, Y, Z, um, you know, it's like, it's just going back to those, that pepper analogy. Um, like if someone, if someone runs in the room and they've, just eaten one of those super hot reaper peppers, it doesn't do them any good for me to say, why in the world would you eat that? Like, that's the dumbest <laughs> thing you could do. Hmm. Um, and we do, like like the message this past weekend, we do need truth tellers in our life, but in the, in the middle of that pain is usually not the time. Hmm. Um, it may be, you know, after the pain has subsided a little bit, you can pull a close friend aside and say, Hey, like, why, why did you eat that? Like what, what was going on that, that led to that moment? Um, and then offer, you know, in a different way, some, maybe some counsel or, or that kind of thing. But, um, the usually, usually the best thing you can do is just show up and be present with someone. Um, and you, you'll be surprised what you don't have to say Mm. if you just show up. That's good. And what the, the impact that that makes on someone's life. So That's good. Amen. It's a good word. Well, Lent is coming to a close. Easter is April 9th. So anything else, Stuart, maybe as like a final Lent word, you would want people listening to know or think about just in the season of Lent or even about Easter? Um, dawn is coming. Amen. Good. And it will be a joy to celebrate um, the resurrection together on Easter yes. Sunday. Good. I love it. Stuart, would you mind closing out our time together with some prayer? Yes. And I'm going to use uh, one of my favorite psalms as our prayer today. And this is Psalm 13. So let's pray this together. 
O Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever? How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Turn and answer me, O Lord my God. Restore the sparkle to my eyes, or I will die. Do not let my enemies gloat, saying, We have defeated him. Don't let them rejoice at my downfall. But I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. Hmm. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Stuart. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Yes. And thank you all for listening. Um, Just as a reminder, New City has these resources available um, on our website at lentproject.us. And you can also find us on Instagram at newcity.us. Mm